folks. Welcome into a brand new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Football. Wake here, not with my normal cast of characters you usually see me with. No some guy named Steve, no Meerkat, no Chris, no Jordan Rosas. We got Kyle Trimble, I'm sorry, Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills. Great uh, sports scientist breaking down injuries. We had him on the Crowd Assist podcast doing some Bills stuff last year. A great wealth of knowledge he brought us there. So we got to bring him in here to break down some of the injuries you might be kind of concerned about, uh, you know, if you're if you're a fantasy player. Uh, but before we get into, you know, all of that, you know, the nitty gritty of these injuries, Kyle, maybe just tell the people maybe if they didn't, uh, you know, first off, thank you for being here. Second of all, um, you know, for the people who didn't see you on the Crowdus's podcast last year, maybe tell them a little bit about your background and what got you into doing what you're doing right now. Thanks for having me back. Um, how I got started with this, I got started back in 2017. I just saw that there was an opportunity for a deeper level of knowledge with the injuries because sometimes you see that re- reporters, they put the stuff out there, but they don't quite have the true understanding of what the injury is or what the true timelines are. So they're just reporting what they're told and they have a job to do. I felt that there was a space within the community that you could go into that next level and identify what injuries are, what a realistic timeline is, how the performance is going to be. And if it's something that's going to linger or just their overall performance. So I'm trying to get to that next lower level of analysis and get more deeper into it. So I am a physical therapist by trade. I run the site Banged Up Bills. I'm on Banged Up Bills on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I'm also an injury analyst for The Game Day, uh, a sports betting website. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've done work for Cover One. I do work for Buffalo Rumbling. So I've had my hands in a little bit of everything, and I'm very happy to sit down and discuss football injuries because I feel like that's just – something that people want to know about, and it's mm-hmm. very fun to talk about. Yeah, you're right. There, there's a, there's room in both the Bills community and the fantasy community for, I think, more in-depth and accurate analysis of injuries. Because like you say, the reporters, they're not sports scientists. They didn't go to school for anything like this. They're just you know passing on the knowledge that they're allowed to. Um, and so the way that we're going to do this, we have a few different players that we're going to talk about, about eight or so. We're going to go by average draft position. So kind of the most important players first and moving down the board a little bit. Starting, of course, with the RB1 for this year, Christian McCaffrey. No injury news. He's not hurt. You're not missing anything in case you're freaking out that you already drafted him. But he is coming off an injury, a few injuries, if I'm not mistaken. He had the high ankle sprain early uh, last year, I believe in week two. And then I thought he also experienced another injury. So, you know, have you seen anything from the Carolina Panthers camp that there is cause for concern about him rebounding and a rehab for this? And uh, how do you expect it to, you know, impact someone with such a high volume like Christian McCaffrey? Uh, So, like you said, he had the high ankle sprain beginning of the year. It just took him a long time to really get back in the swing of things. And as soon as he returned, he suffered an AC joint sprain, which is up in the shoulder. Yeah, I had that when I wrestled. Yeah, yes, <laughs> not fun. It, no, not at all. So no. it's amazing they go out and hit each other as hard as I do and still continue to play like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got some good meds, though. But <laughs> I haven't seen anything for 2021. Uh, it seems like the offseason did him really good. And That's good. It seems like he's returning. I have not seen his name pop up at all in terms of injuries or team reports or anything. So the fact that that team is in transition – uh, with um, the quarterback situation, I went back and looked at the quarterback roster. There's nobody really 
uh, spectacular. I know that they traded for Sam Darnold, but yeah, the offense is going to run through Christian McCaffrey like it did in 2019, which made him a top running back. Um, I can't say for certain he's going to return back to RB1 status like he did in 2019, but I mm-hmm. still think he's probably going to be top 10 at the end of the year as long as he stays healthy. None of the injuries that he had last year should carry over to you know, next year. They can cause a slight increase in chances of re-injure, but it's not like it's going to be lingering like we saw the effects of an ACL or an Achilles, Achilles yeah. something mm-hmm. like that there. So sure. uh, it just had a horribly unlucky 2020 season. <laughs> and, you know, if you can get him and, and uh, draft, I, I don't see why not. I think he's going to be an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely like one of the safest players from a production standpoint. And, you know, there, there, there are other players in the first round who have injury problems too. any player, any, any running back in the first round, really, even Ezekiel Elliott, who's relatively healthy right now has had his problems. You know, Dalvin Cook is kind of notorious for missing a game or here, game here or there. Also Saquon Barkley, another first rounder that got hurt last year. Maybe a little slower to come back from his injury. I know, you know, obviously a different type of injury. He did have an ACL tear, if I remember correctly, last year. Have you heard anything different on him? Is he someone that maybe because of his injury status, you should maybe avoid picking in the first round? Well, Barkley suffered the ACL, MCL, and meniscus injury. It's called a terrible triad, unhappy triad, whatever you want to call it. It's <laughs> a triangle things. I've heard, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a number of different um, – it just – there's common structure seen after tearing ACL. So when you have the MCL, ACL meniscus, it turns into a pretty complex ACL injury as a whole instead of just your isolated ACL tear. Mm-hmm. So we see him coming back. We see he's putting the work in. That's what those guys do. That's what they're paid to do. And he's going to come back and play. However, we're seeing the Giants should be really conservative with their – uh, overall recovery. I mean, fighting aside with today with practice and just <laughs> yeah, all of that. Line, yeah. yeah. So beside all that aside, we're seeing the fact that they're taking him slow to come back. He's still on uh, PUP. He can come off that at any time when they feel he's ready. Um, he's He'll be close to a year when he returns because I believe he suffered the injury in week two, correct? I think you're right, yeah. yeah. He, he so, and McCaffrey went out the same week last yes. year. That's correct. Yeah, yeah that, that was a bloodbath in fantasy there. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, so running backs are traditionally slower to come back. We've seen outliers such as Adrian Peterson. He's my one example of saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. but he, he's one of one when it comes to returning back from an ACL injury. But we see these guys are a little bit slower to come back. Uh, the fact that he had the complex tear slows him down a little bit. Round one, I, I'd have a tough time. I, if yeah. you're, I'd say it depends on where you're at drafting wise. If you're a snake draft, I could consider it like if you're back around one, maybe catching them at the back around one, uh, early round two. But I wouldn't go be putting everything in on Saquon Barkley because I think he's going to disappoint you early on because I think he's going to start real slow. Mm-hmm. I know they bring it did bring Alfred Morris early on. Yeah, um, and Devontae yeah. Booker too. That was going to be my next question. So yeah, yeah, yeah that, so, that's that, that's cause for concern that they're bringing in so many running backs. I also think that there's always healthy level competition. I of don't course, know that he's yeah. going to necessarily be running back by committee, uh, maybe early on as they get uh, Barkley back into the swing of things. Yeah. But he could be a great 
you know, fantasy pickup in the later half. I mean, you're not going to find him on waiver wire. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to do what he was doing the first two years in the league just because I think he's going to be slow to come back. You have these mechanical receptors in the knee, which acts as biofeedback to the, the body. So when you're cutting, pivoting, twisting, everything else there, it's showing where your body's at in space and kind of just telling the body what to do and how to interpret it, what it's doing right now. So he lost that when he tore the ACL. They've put a graft in and whatnot, but – they it just he doesn't have that fluid feedback that he was getting before so you might see him try and make that cut and it just isn't as fluid as before or sometimes he might get a little hitch in his step um not anything he's a high risk for injury for the first two years after this injury but i just don't think you're going to see that fluidity that made him the number two overall pick coming out of uh, penn state so if you're gonna draft him I'd have a nice, um, you know, hand, handcuff, not necessarily from the Giants, but find somebody else that can take the early, you know, points and, you know, carry everything on early on. And then maybe as he gets back up in the swing of things, the second half, then, you know, be more confident with his production. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll take a break from running backs here for a second. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, not necessarily going in turn or in order in terms of current ADP, but, you know, the high, their peak ADP. And obviously, you know, someone who's, dropped a lot in that regard is Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, he, he I, the, the surgery on his ankle seemed to kind of come up out of nowhere. Like, it's not like something that we were following in the off season. Let's say like the Jack Eichel saga that the Sabres are seeing right now. We're like, is he getting surgery? When is he getting surgery? Um, so, you know, I, I, if I remember correctly, there was some ligament damages in, in his ankle uh, and he's going to be out for probably the first few weeks of the season. Uh, so, and I, and I, you know, you're the doctor, but you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember everything about these injuries. I know, and I believe it's like a four month recovery ish for something like this. So correct me if I'm wrong about all of that. What's going on with Michael Thomas? So Michael Thomas, he suffered the high ankle sprain also, I believe in week two last year, it might've been week one. Uh, he was just never the same. He came back and just was just never healthy. Yeah. And I know he played through all that stuff because he knew this was Drew Brees' last shot to win the Super Bowl. So I, I commend him for wanting to be out there to play for his teammate. Yeah. But he really wasn't all that productive outside of maybe what one or two weeks where he had decent uh, output. So the reports initially were that he was going to get surgery in the offseason. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, him and his camp as a whole didn't get the surgery. We know that Sean Payton was visibly upset when he said he should have gotten the surgery. I know with the high ankle sprain as a whole, a lot of times they want to try to uh, rehab these conservatively and try to get back up to speed rather than saying surgery is the answer every time because there's a whole host of other issues you can have if you get surgery, even if it's just a routine thing such as tightrope. Reports are coming out that he had suffered damage to the deltoid ligament, which is the uh, inner ligament that connects basically the foot to the lower bone, which is the tibia. So there was damage to that. And then he also had the high ankle sprain, which also damaged the, um, the connective tissue between the tibia and fibula and the ankle as a whole, or the, the foot that creates that ankle complex. So the high ankle sprain might've healed up relatively okay on its own. The deltoid ligament might not healed up, or he might've been trying to push himself with his training and just having yeah. setback after setback. So I think eventually at some point they said, we're going to shut you down, get surgery. Obviously it ticks off the Saints brass, but I, I am projected to come back about week eight. The Saints um, mm-hmm. um, by week, I think is about week six, yep, uh, week right. seven. Yeah. So I could see him coming back and uh, in, in starting to practice and whatnot. But even the second half, uh, 
uh, push for the playoffs. That, that he could be an option, but I just don't think he's going to do anything as he was. You know, obviously he does better than he did last year, but I don't think he sure. touches anywhere of 2019 or before. And then he has a new quarterback. Yeah, Michael Thomas is now down around wide receiver 42 in Fantasy Pro's expert consensus ranking. Uh, and so he's definitely more of a late round dart throw, kind of around the ninth or the tenth rounds. But it sounds to me you would more err on the side of caution, go with someone who might be a more surefired season-long thing because you just don't think he'll be that effective when he comes back eventually, right? I would generally agree with that. I mean, playing fantasy, thinking ninth to tenth round, I think that's a good dart throw. I wouldn't go chasing him. So mm-hmm. if he if he falls to you, great, get him. I think he's going to be worth it, especially in the second half there. But don't go try to chase him in the third, fourth round when you have other bigger picks to fill, such as you know your second running back, you know find your quarterback, you know, find mm-hmm. a tight end. So let him fall to you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not someone that you want to go chasing. Um, And unfortunately, neither is the next guy. It's a very somber podcast, isn't it, this one? (laughs) Injuries are as a whole. That's an evil necessity. It's an evil. Yeah, that's definitely, you're definitely right. And Amari Cooper seems to know that just as well as anybody, even in Oakland, he couldn't really stay healthy. Now, uh, Now in Dallas, it's more of the same, saying he'll be cutting it close to be ready for week one, opening doors for guys like C.D. Lamb, who I'm personally really excited about. But, you know, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Amari Cooper. So what's what's going on with him and what's keeping him possibly from being a full go in week one? He's a mystery to me. I was doing the research. And I had to reach out to some other colleagues I have, and I'm like, am I missing something with this? Yeah. He had surgery back in January. Um, it said to remove some bone spurs and just clean up the ankle as a hold and pre- improve the flexibility but I think they're missing something there. I don't know what he did because now we're at what seven and a half, eight months out from the original surgery and yeah. he's still not cleared. I don't know what else he could have had, but something just isn't adding up. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you can have persistent swelling and inflammation if you try and push it too soon with the rehab. And it's not necessarily a linear progression that you're going to rehab effectively throughout the entire thing and you can have all sorts of issues there but it just for bone spurs and then you have problems and you're not clear uh, for a physical I, I don't know something's not right and i don't know what they're what, what they're hiding they also said the same thing with demarcus lawrence on a side note with a back cleanup you don't have a back uh-huh. cleanup per se so i think that they're telling us stuff to say yeah yeah he's okay but there's something more to it i just don't know what it is there at the time and coming from you, hearing you say that there's that amount of uncertainty, um, you know, I was excited about C.D. Lamb as being the best wide receiver in Dallas's offense, and I thought he would be a value. Unfortunately for me, now people are going to start drafting C.D. Lamb sooner. Um, but, you know, I know Amari Cooper has it a lot worse than myself because, you know, these are real people with real problems. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, Amari Cooper's going in the third or the fourth round right now way too rich of a price tag but for someone who doesn't know what's going on with his injury right i would say right now i mean i want to see how he performs on the preseason i want to see more updates that he can produce and kind of just have more i mean obviously if you made your drafts then you 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 live with that but if you can hold off see where they're at uh i think he he come into the season fully healthy it just right now there's just still so much uncertainty without a clear definitive proof as to what he was actually dealing with before I start saying I'm going to chase him or say I have to have him as my, you know, wide receiver too or something like that. 
Yeah, no, and, and uh, I completely forgot my train of thought about Amari Cooper, so I'm just going to keep going on to the next guy being taken. Just a few wide receivers after him. Two guys, uh, you know, kind of both looked at as wide receiver twos for this coming NFL season. This one came up on the injury report just yesterday. Kenny Galladay leaving practice with a hamstring injury, you know, between the, the brawl in, in Giants camp uh, yesterday, since we're airing this the next day, now I always get that messed up. But, you know, so many things going wrong with the Giants, and this is not at all something that they were hoping to see. Um, you know, he's had his share of injury problems. I think it was a hip injury he had in Detroit, so it's still lower body, but it's a different part. Are those at all possibly related, or is this a new injury completely? There's a chance it could be related. I was unable to figure out what he really did to his uh, hip Previously, I thought maybe been a, a hip flexor injury, and gotcha. they're saying it's not a hamstring. So, yes, in the same area, different body parts. Uh, I saw the video today. He got tied up with a few uh, defensive backs and you know just defensive players as a whole. And he apparently, you know, he fumbled the football and he grabbed his left side. It's the same side that he had the hip injury on, mm. but I don't know that they're too related because we don't know quite really what he did last year to have his exit in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, regards to his production hamstrings, it's probably a pretty mild one. He's probably going to be out two or three weeks based off of the severity. It could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less. You mean two or three weeks from today, right? Yes. Like yes. Not, okay. Get, just yeah. making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, that is good clarification because I, he should be coming back fully healthy for the preseason or excuse me, for the regular season. Okay. But uh, he's probably going to be set out for a little bit. The only concern I have with him is there's a chance to re-injure. I've seen uh, rates as high as 30% to re-injure that. Wow. Um, for a hamstring injury, really? Yes. However, I do know that the Giants – Head athletic trainer is heading the study that the NFL just recently announced that they were putting $4 million toward a study to reduce hamstring uh, injuries. So if that guy's leading the whole thing, they're going to be definitely conservative and make sure that they take him through the rehab, especially if I'm not saying that Galladay could be part of the study, but if you got the guy leading the study, they're probably be a little more proactive about taking care of his hamstring than say getting him back out there. Um, My concern I have with him is he has had his injuries. Of course he plays a physical position. That's how it is. Uh, New quarterback, new system, um, new team, just everything as a whole there. So um, I'd want to see him also perform in the preseason, but Mm -hmm. I I have reserved in how he produces, especially with how he did in, uh, Detroit is last year, and he's not somebody. This is personal bias. So I say this. He's not somebody that impresses me. I mean, I want to see more from him before I say I gotta go up and draft him. If he's if I see him on the board, I'm like, yeah, I'll go with somebody else who has a little more proven production or availability. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not someone I was personally targeting before this. If we're going to talk about it fantasy wise for a second, like, you know, you know, Dan Jones will obviously he's willing to throw it up there, but he's much less accurate than Matt Stafford was. And, you know, he's Kenny Galli will not be getting the targets that he was getting in Detroit. Um, and I remembered the point I wanted to make on Amari Cooper. You said, you know, you want to see him active in the preseason. You want to see Kenny Galladay active in the preseason. This is why, everyone, we don't draft before the preseason starts, because the longer you go on, the more you know and the less chances you have of drafting someone with a horrible injury you didn't know about or that hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, if you if you have your draft scheduled and it begins before next, wow, yeah, next week sometime, you push it back a week or something. Like, figure it out. Just figure it out. Yell at your league manager. I don't care. <laughs> Someone else who has with all the preseason games we see year after year after year, year. Mm-hmm. a handful of guys go out with major injuries that just 
either decimate fantasy or decimate that particular team. So just wait, yeah. but not some people, some people, some, some people don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. My first draft is August 23rd, 21st, I'm sorry. And I think I have four more after that. So, you know, it get, I'll, I'll be a little busy. Yeah, my girlfriend will be, probably be mad that I have so many drafts and I don't blame her. But you know what? It's uh, it's the price we pay. It's the price we yes. pay. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, uh, Carson Wentz. No news here, really. He has bones made of glass. The guy from SpongeBob, every time he wakes up, he breaks his legs. And when he goes to bed, he breaks his arms. And now he has a broken foot. So... I was hopeful personally that, you know, behind what was or what is still the best offensive line in football in Indianapolis, that he would be able to have a relatively okay season there because there are some nice pieces in Indianapolis for fantasy. Now the offensive line is hurting. Carson Wentz is hurting. Frank Reich's even hurting. He's doing his best to stay along with the team and getting hurt himself. So good for Frank Reich, I guess. Um, um, you know, so is there any reason to even draft Carson Wentz right now? Because he was a top 12 quarterback uh, being drafted before. Now there's no way that you pick him up until he comes back from his injury, right? I, I got to agree with you on that. I still don't quite know what's going on with Wentz. I've, I've seen seismoidectomy, which is basically the two small bones under uh, the in the plantar plate region mm-hmm. uh, for the big dough. just helps make the, the – when you're pushing off the toe more effective. There's other – uh, details with that, but we're not going to get in, into that. So <laughs> that could be an old injury because they said it was a high school uh, football injury that he had that I did ran, see that. Ran. But that was mm-hmm. ten years ago. Like you do the math on that, it's like it's possible. It's but mm-hmm. um, so there, I've seen that. I've also seen the fifth metatarsal avulsion fracture, where you basically get a small piece of the bone off of the fifth metatarsal. The same area, the Jones fracture, but not the same injury. Just want to clarify that. So they could go in and, and pull that out. That we're not ever going to see his foot where the scar is at because when you see the scar, you're going to know where it's at. But yeah, um, I, I don't clearly know what's going on. They did say that he was running out and he felt a twinge in his foot when he was pushing off. He's right-handed, so he's putting a lot of pressure to that left foot. I want to lean toward the size seismoid bone being the problem there, but I, I this one's really been frustrating me because I can't quite pin it on what it is there. Uh, we do know that's a five to 12 week uh, injury. They give us that weird timeline because five weeks you can be ready for week one, or this can take the full 12 weeks, which, you know, is potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at realistically of everything. If you're looking at the, the seismoidectomy versus the metatarsal, I'm leaning toward more toward the seismoidectomy right now, based off what we know. I'm leaning toward early October. He could be a good option to pick up um, once mm-hmm. he returns, but that's, it depends on how the Colts are doing. I know that their, For, yeah, exactly. their schedule is not that great. So, yeah. you know, if the guys are struggling, maybe he pushes his comeback sooner because he knows he can be a difference maker. Or if they have a great start, hey, let's rehab. Let's keep going with things there. But mm-hmm. um, he, he worries me. I don't think that he will suffer re-injury once he comes back. It just gave back in the swing of things. Also, he's coming into a new team. Grant, he has the same, you know, coach he, from before. Right. Of course, yeah. Still, mm-hmm. there's that, that learning curve. And then he's going to be losing viable reps as he sits out trying to rehab there. And then, you know, mm-hmm. adding on to the offensive line, Quentin Nelson has a virtually the same injury as Wentz. We yeah. Were, cute, today, right? But, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the same injury, but um, I don't know. They, they, I'm still looking into that one a little bit more. But yeah. I believe Nelson's going to come back sooner than Wentz and have less problems just because of the demands of the position. 
Yeah, no. In my opinion, like Carson Wentz, I didn't want much of Indianapolis to begin with. I, I understood the hype, but I wasn't excited about it myself. Um, and now after this, like, yeah, just completely undraftable, especially if they trade for another quarterback, he might not be coming back into a starting job potentially. Um, so, you know, you never know. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's the NFL and they make dumb decisions all the time there. <laughs> but uh, we have one more group of players to talk about. And there's three players in this group. And they are the three top pass catchers for maybe the most trendy quarterback in all of fantasy this year. And that's Jalen Hurts. His three top pass catchers, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, all hurt right now. Jalen Rager and Goddard, uh, they did not pass their physicals. And I didn't exactly see why, but, and we'll get into that. Uh, but first, the most recent news is Devonta Smith. He suffered some kind of knee injury, if I remember correctly. He's week to week. Um, and his slender frame, I'm sure you're one of the Twitter doctors that is not shocked at all by this, right? Uh, the slender frame has no bearing on anything. I have not seen oh, really? between. Yeah, I, okay. I just, I, that doesn't phase me. It's like, okay, big fat, <laughs> you know, thin, whatever. The guy, he won the Heisman last year, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, so like I, I that that's just really has no bearing on me. It's just like okay, cool that that you can play ball. That's that's all that matters. So his slender frame <laughs> has nothing to do with that. Gotcha. Um, I did see it's an M MCL sprain. They were reporting two or three weeks. It's probably more four or six weeks before he's fully healthy. Wow. Um, okay. I, I could see him maybe trying to get out there if he's feeling pretty good for the last preseason game because uh, we only have three instead of the four. So it's going to impact how they do things. But I would want him to get reps. This is something mm -hmm. that's going to linger. It just he needs to make sure he rests and and gets fully healthy from that. So I have no concerns with that drafting him. But once again, we don't see I mean, we do see rookie wide receivers you know take off and do well. I don't know that he's going to do that with the Eagles. But yeah, I I, I there, there shouldn't be any fear in drafting Devonta Smith if you want to. It's just a matter of you know I wouldn't go chasing him just because he's not going to have the reps. So I'm also like the same trend here, a more second half as he gets into the rhythm of everything, but mm -hmm. no concerns. Yes, yeah. yeah, so maybe dock him a round or two, um, then, you, then you would take him at his peak. Uh, but, you know, it sounds like you're thinking he might be – well, we haven't gotten to the other two yet, so, so we'll get into them. Uh, Dallas Goddard, who is definitely the highest-ranked Eagles pass catcher, uh, seventh-ranked tight end. I don't know where he is overall, but I know he's higher than Devonta Smith. And maybe not Devonta Smith, but definitely Jalen Rager. Um, but he did fail his physical. So is this a lot of cause for concern? And I may be seeing smoke where there's not a lot of fire. Um, should they maybe consider not trading Zach Ertz because of what they found out with Dallas Goddard? How do you feel about him? Um, I know Goddard outperformed Ertz last year because Ertz was beat up. And that was one of his more injury-riddled years. I mean, he's yeah. been pretty durable i went and looked at his medical history because i thought he was out of the bills like everybody yeah. has thought, right wait 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 he's gonna go to the bills <laughs> no 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 breaking news here but I mean, there's a reason why i outperformed him because he was available but i, I looked up uh goddard he just used wrong technique in a drill he didn't pass the conditioning drill but then mm -hmm. i've seen reports out there he's been out there today so I haven't seen anything he's on pup unless I'm you okay. know, not looking at the right information. But I think it was just a matter of he didn't pass the conditioning, had to go back and, and you know pass it again or retake it, and then he was good to go. So I don't think there's anything injury-wise with him. I knew he was okay, banged up good. a little bit last year, but I think it was just more just – he was lumped in with Rager, which we'll talk about in a second, but it was just kind of, yeah. all right, whatever. Um, I, I personally still like Ertz because Ertz has more of a proven um, um, – Try to think of the word I want to use here. Just a sample size, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. He yeah, he, he definitely is. Yeah. 
So I, I, you know, Goddard could be great, you know, second um, option, especially in Philadelphia, if uh, Ertz goes down again for a reason or just isn't available. So um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go chasing Goddard just because, you know, he'd had such a good year last year. I could see a regression just because Ertz is healthy again. That's interesting because because Goddard is one of the kind of one of those sexy early, not too early tight ends, right? Like people are kind of excited about maybe breaking out being a top five guy. It's fun to kind of, you know, revisit that context because I forgot how hurt Zach Hurts was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's and, and and I forgot about that, even though that is I forgot about it when thinking about fantasy. But when I'm doing the Bills coverage, that's the main reason I have for not wanting to bring him in and not wanting to trade for him. So it's yeah. funny how my mind has selective memory. Uh, but we'll go into Jalen Rager, um, who is someone who is definitely was already more risky. He's given his injury history last year, coming into this year, not passing his physical like Goddard. It sounds like there is more happening there than there is with Dallas, right? Uh, yeah, they, they reported lower body tightness. He was also dealing with some personal stuff. I'd read that his friend was murdered, which would weigh on oh anybody. God. Yeah, oh so God. I did not hear that. Wow. Yeah, um, so I think that's part of why it, he just wasn't kind of in the right headspace from what I was seeing. He did have some ankle and head injuries last season. Um, I don't have any concerns with him heading into the camp. That mm-hmm. thumb injury really slowed him down early on last year, and then he just, you know, Eagles just not being good last year um, mm-hmm. really kind of played into everything. But the lower body tightness, that seems like some more acclimation. I don't really have any concerns, at least from what I've been seeing here right now. Mm-hmm. Um He's just—he's not the number one option on the team, from what I'm seeing. I would think Smith exactly. would be you know, the number one option over Rager, but yeah. the only benefit is Rager is going to have the reps and the experience over Smith, though. You know, one year being not all that much. So, um, yeah, it's just—it's just more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't call it hype, but there's just more attention because Philadelphia's a bigger team and they're coming off of the, you know, they've had a Super Bowl win a few years ago, you know, some new talent in there. They're just trying to see what they have, especially with Hurts. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have any concerns with Rager unless something's reported that I'm not seeing. So, so Rager's injuries at this moment are a little less concerning than Devonta Smith's, you would say, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so we're not going to say draft Rager over Devonta Smith, but maybe be willing to take Rager a few rounds earlier because he could find himself with more targets than he would have thought this year, right? Uh, potentially. I would say early on because I think Smith's going to take some time to get into the offense, and I think you could say that yeah. regardless of injury because he's a rookie. I mean, you don't see guys getting, I don't know, 150 and three touchdowns week one as a rookie. I mean, maybe it has happened, but it just I don't think it's going to happen because of Smith, especially yeah. with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, so – Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Jefferson probably did it last year, but like you know, no one's Justin Jefferson. Like no. honestly, come on. <laughs> uh, but Kyle, it's it's been ha- it's been awesome to have you here. I definitely want to get you back on during the regular season a little bit because obviously injuries they aren't unique to just the off season. They aren't heartbreaking only in two months out of the year. Uh, so uh, really appreciate the t- taking the time, and I hope we'll have you back on soon. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Anytime. I love talking about this stuff. So you can find me on Bang the Bills on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm pretty active, uh, more so on Twitter. So if anybody has any uh, injury questions or just general stuff, I'll do my best to find the information and hopefully I give you the correct information so you can either draft or hit that waiver wire appropriately. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're, gonna, we're super excited to have you back there. Super excited to have you back on the Crowd Assist podcast at some point this offseason before we get into the regular season. Uh, but until then, that will be it. me and Kyle here tonight. 
or this morning, by the time we're airing it, man, I'm an idiot on Trainwreck Fantasy Football. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And as we end every show here at Trainwreck Sports, good night now. <laughs>